I'm going to preach a different sermon than I preached in early service, not because the one in early service was bad or anything, um, but I just want to say something different to you here. Sometimes this happens to me. I don't know if this happens to you. When you read God's word in your head, you skip over things. You know, your, your brain just kind of fills stuff in or, or you don't notice something that it says in the text, but when you hear it, it strikes you. That's happened to me a few times in the 10 years that I've, I mean, it happens every Sunday, right? But, but sometimes it's like, you know, it's like, you know what it's like? It's like a radio antenna, right? Um, that radio antenna, the radio channels, this is old technology for those of you who are young in the room. There, there used to be this thing called the radio and the antenna on your car would always be picking up the signal. But as you're driving down the road, you know, sometimes you're trying to find the game on the radio or that just that good old country music. That's what we like, right? Uh, and you know it's on channel 96.9 or whatever it is. But it doesn't quite pick up until all of a sudden, now it's coming in loud and clear. And sometimes I feel like that with God's word. I can read it in my head silently, and I can get the point, but when you hear it out loud, different things just sort of force themselves on you. I think I'll always remember uh, it was All Saints Day. This was a couple years back, and I was reading the great epistle reading for All Saints Day. Beloved, see what kind of love the Father has lavished upon us. And I've read that over and over again in preparations for the sermon, for the readings for the week. I had read that in my mind, but when I said it out loud, it just kind of hit me. And I had to kind of pause and collect myself so I didn't cry. <laughs> Don't want to cry when you're in front of people. It happened too. Um, one time we were having a baptism. And you know, in our baptismal liturgy, I always read the story of the mothers who bring the children to Jesus. And I love it when it says at the end of that where Jesus took them in his arms and put his hands on them and blessed them. Now, I wish that I could say it really struck me because it was one of my own children being baptized that day. But this may surprise you. When I baptize my own kids, I'm usually thinking of all the things that could go wrong. <laughs> and so I'm usually not really tuned in. I'm like a radio antenna that's not really tuned in. It was, I don't even remember who was being baptized that Sunday. But God's word works like that. When you read it silently, yeah, it can make an impression on you. But something happens when it's read out loud. And so I want to just call your attention to this little phrase in the gospel reading. He stopped. When I read that quietly in my office, when I read it in Greek, when I was doing all my preparations for the sermon, I just skipped right past that. Oh, yeah, of course, he stopped, and then he had the guy brought to him. Yes, we've read that many times. But when I read it in the early service this morning, it just kind of struck me. Jesus stopped. It may seem like an incidental point to you. This is always kind of dangerous to make something up on the fly, but I'm going to risk it because I think it's worth it. Think of that crowd going past this blind beggar. I would imagine that everybody knew this is his spot. Everybody in the city of Jericho knew that that guy, that blind guy, always camped out on that corner. And so when they got to that place, they probably quickened their pace. You know how that goes. You see somebody who you want to avoid, and so you either cross the street, or you put your head down, or you get your phone out, and you pretend like you're talking to somebody, or like you've got to do something really important on your phone, just so that you can hurry past. That's probably what the whole crowd did. 
They're making all kinds of noise. They're making all kinds of commotion. And this guy, this blind guy who had a reputation, he was probably a rude guy. He was probably the kind of guy who everybody wanted to avoid. Oh, don't bother with him. He's always just going to ask you for stuff. That's what he does. He's a beggar. Everybody wanted to rush past him. Hey, what's going on? He called out. Oh, it's Jesus of Nazareth. Don't worry. He's not interested in you. This doesn't concern you. Jesus is busy. He's going on to Jerusalem. He's just passing through Jericho. We don't have time for you. We got to keep on going. We got to hurry. We got to rush. We got to go. And then Jesus stopped. Why would he stop? Couldn't Jesus just, you know, couldn't he have just done the miracle in passing? Couldn't he have done a flyby miracle? He could have, couldn't he? There's nothing that prevents Jesus from doing that. He could have just snapped his fingers. He didn't even have to snap his fingers. He could have just thought, give that man his sight, and the man could have seen. But Jesus stopped. See how impressive that is? That he stopped. Jesus stopped for a guy who nobody else wanted to stop for. Jesus stopped for a man who everybody would have rushed past. Jesus stopped and he commanded, bring me that guy. He could, have all, he could have just hurried on past, but he wanted to make a point for that man and for the whole crowd and for you. Jesus stops. Do you know how beautiful that is? Do you know how much goodness is contained in that little verb? He stopped. I didn't even think about it this morning. I didn't think about it in my preparations for this week. Of course he stopped. Of course he stopped. He stopped. For some nameless, faceless guy that nobody wanted to bother with. For this person who everybody wanted to rush past. For this guy who everybody else said, keep quiet, be quiet, don't talk, don't listen. Nobody has time for you. Nobody wants to pay attention to you. We're too busy. Jesus stopped. See what kind of love Jesus has for nameless, faceless, blind beggars. See the kind of love that Jesus has for the people who everybody thinks, that guy's a nuisance. Stay away from him. See the kind of love that Jesus has for you. Why does he bother with us? Why does he listen to our prayers? Why would he stop for us? That's the whole gospel, isn't it? In that little verb, he stopped. The whole gospel of your salvation is in that word, he stopped. Jesus came into this world. He didn't have to. He came down from heaven. He didn't have to. He came and he stopped for sinners. He stopped and he took time. The Lord who made all things entered into time and he stopped for you. He stopped for that man. He commanded him to be brought over. Bring me the guy. And then he asks him the question, isn't Jesus great? Don't you love Jesus? What do you want me to do for you? Well, Jesus, see, here's the thing. I'm blind. Isn't it obvious? But Jesus stops and he talks to the guy. Think about what it's like to be looked past. You all know that feeling. You all know what it's like for people to rush past you, for people to hurry. You all know what it's like when you want to talk to somebody, but they don't have time for you. That man experienced that every day of his life 
When you're a blind beggar, nobody likes you. You don't have any friends. Nobody wants to bother with you. Nobody wants to be around you. And then here comes Jesus of Nazareth. And you've heard all about him, right? You've heard all the great things that he's done. Wherever he goes, people get healed. Wherever he comes, good things happen. Here's your chance. And you start calling out, Jesus, have mercy. Jesus, he's not going to pay attention to me. Nobody pays attention to me. But I'm going to do it anyways. Jesus, have mercy. Everybody's telling him, shut up, be quiet, leave him alone. He doesn't have time for you. And then he stops. And then he actually talks to the guy. Hey, man, good morning. What do you want me to do for you? These things are loaded, aren't they? The gospel of Luke is just loaded, and all of these things are rich, rich, rich in God's mercy. And I think it just hit me this morning as I was reading that out loud that Jesus stopped for that man, and he does the same thing for you. In that little word, he stopped and he asked him. You have the whole gospel of your salvation. Jesus came down from heaven and he didn't just stop by the side of Jericho for one day, but he went to the cross and he hung himself on a cross, right? He stopped. He stopped himself. He fixed himself to a tree for your salvation. Jesus stops for poor sinners. He stops for nuisances. He stops for blind beggars and he stops for you. Jesus takes time. That's what I'm trying to get at. That's what I'm struggling to put into words. He takes time for sinners. And when he does, everything changes, doesn't it? That man went from being a nuisance. He went from being a blind beggar on the road, on the side of Jericho's streets, to following Jesus, to being a disciple of Jesus, to being full of the praises of God. See what kind of compassion, see what kind of mercy the Lord has on beggars. Won't he do the same thing for you? That's the good news, isn't it? That Jesus didn't just do that for one guy out of a crowd, but that he does it for each and every one of us. Still to this day, Jesus stops. He takes time for you. I think that message is especially potent in our time because look around you. On your drive home today, when you're out this week, just look at what people are doing. They're putting earphones in their ears, they're putting their heads down, and everybody is in a rush to go, to do. They're in a busy hurry, and nobody wants to stop, do they? Nobody wants to take time. Nobody wants to say, hey, come over to my house. We're just going to talk. We're just going to spend time together. But the Lord of heaven and earth did that for a blind man on the side of the road in Jericho. And Jesus does the same thing for you. He stopped for you. That's the kind of love that St. Paul is writing about in his epistle. Love is patient like Jesus. Love is kind like Jesus. Love is not irritable like Jesus. All those things that are described in 1 Corinthians, that's what Jesus is. And when you see Jesus that way, then you are seeing like the blind man. That's what I preached on, if you want to know, that's what I preached on in the early service. You should see things like the blind man. And what the blind man saw, here's our connection, what the blind man saw is a Lord who stops, who takes time, who asks obvious questions because he actually wants to hear from you. (laughs) It just blows my mind whenever I think of it. It blows my mind that Jesus actually wants to listen to us, that he says, yeah, ask me, talk to me. I know all things in heaven and on earth, but let me hear what you have to say. (laughs) Well, I don't know much, Jesus, but if you insist, I'll, I'll ask you for some things, right? Jesus loves beggars. He loves nuisances. He loves us poor sinners, and he gives us, he gives us his mercy. 
Son of David, have mercy. Son of David, have mercy. Lord, have mercy, we cry out. And the answer is, yes, I will have mercy. I will stop for sinners on the road to Jericho. I will stop for them on my cross. And still to this day, the door is open. Heaven is opened through Jesus Christ. And he says, I will listen to your prayers. So speak with him. Ask of him, whatever you will. If it's a silly question, don't worry. He's heard a few silly questions before. If it's an obvious thing, don't worry. He was willing to listen to the most obvious thing in the world, to give a blind man his sight. He will listen to you. He will hear your prayers, and he will bring his salvation to you. That same thing that he said to the beggar is still true to this day. Your faith has saved you. Faith saves because faith is joined to Jesus. You can think of it grammatically. Faith always has an object, a direct object. I know this, I'm risking losing you completely because we're talking about grammar, right? But that verb takes a direct object. Faith is always in someone. And the faith that saves is faith in Jesus. You can trust a lot of things in the world, but the one that saves is Jesus. Put your faith in him and you will hear the same thing that that blind man heard. You will hear your Lord stopping for you, speaking with you, and saying to you, your faith has saved you. To Christ be the glory now and always. Amen.